0: Welcome back to another edition of the Dumb and Dumbest Podcast, the music industry podcast where everything is terrible and the house is on fire. I am not Matt Bacon. I am your guest co-host, Keefe, from GhostCultMag.com. And with me, as always, is my amazing co-host, Curtis Dewar. Why, hello. And what are we going to talk about today, Curtis?
1: We are going to talk about, is the music premiere dead? And we both have different ideas on that because um, we both do them frequently, obviously, because I'm a PR. Also, he does a little bit of PR, but he runs Ghost Cult. And I always have people asking me to set up premieres. Um, I mean, this was kind of I can't remember how the spur, how we even came up with this topic. But the thing is, is that, I mean, a lot of times I think the main problem with premieres nowadays is that a lot of people uh, don't really know how to properly promote them. Would you agree with that, Keefe? I would agree with that. Yeah, like like for example, like to me at least, and I don't know how you feel about this, is I think one of the one of the things that frustrates me, and I'm sure it also frustrates sites as well, is that um, I'll get a premiere set up and then the band or even sometimes the site themselves don't do anything with it. So here's a good example. is A few weeks ago, I'm going to go on the site end of things. I'm not attacking you, obviously, on this Keefe because Keith shares everything, but here's a good example is that um, I got a premiere set up at a site about two, three weeks ago. Uh, It was a pretty big site and, um, you know, it was pretty hard to get, but they didn't share. They didn't share it, period. They they didn't do nothing but post it and then it was like they went about their day. And then the band didn't share it. (laughs) They linked instead to their YouTube and, you know, I sent, a press release the next day. I usually wait 24 hours to send a press release because some sites don't like me sending it out earlier than that. Um, but it was like I seemed to be like the only person that was promoting the thing. And to me, it was kind of like, well, what was the point in setting up a premiere for this site and only? You know what I'm saying? It's kind of. I want to hear your feelings on this too, Keith. I'm tr- I'm trying to be positive right now, but it's kind of that. That's my negative thing to start 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 everything.
0: Sure thing. I think my inspiration for this topic came from a peer of yours and somewhat of mine, uh Ray Rolden of Raby Publicity, who has, you know, tremendous bands and artists. Um mm-hmm. And he's a person, I think, in the publicist community that a lot of people look up to for sort of a guidance. He's been doing this a long time. How do we do this thing? How do we all comport ourselves in the most professional and best way possible? And so yeah. I think, you know, I saw something where he maybe feels like the. The premiere is passe or the culture of premiering everything by everybody is probably going away. And to an extent, I could see it like if this has been how how an activation for a publicist and their artist or client has been for decades, you get you know, you, you before there was websites and apps. And we were, you know, uh, more like an announcement would be in Billboard, or an announcement would yeah. be in Guitar World, uh, or Musician yeah. Magazine, or yeah. Rip Magazine, or Heavy Metal, or Metal Edge, or Metal Maniacs, or Terrorizer, etc. And so, yeah. or Maximum Rock and Roll, if you're a punk band. And so, you know, now that we have this digital age and it's a digital landscape that we're dealing with that's ever changing. You know, If every single band has a premiere, is it really exclusive? Is it really special? If you're just being – is there a difference between setting up a premiere for an artist at a website to have a mutually beneficial event that helps promote the artist and a website and helps the publicist out because they get coverage, which is what the goal is. Or is it just pa- Is it just a waste of time if everybody, you know, if I could just, I'm premiering my video on my YouTube is almost no different than premiering it with a partner. Now, at a certain level, uh, the highest level of bands, the triple A bands, as we've been using that terminology on the pod, I think for the triple A bands, they don't necessarily need a partner, but I think it's helpful to have one for an activation for an event. Um, it can be right. But they don't necessarily need the help. And if anything, a a giant band of Guns N' Roses – oh, today, just for example, as we record this podcast, the major news of the day is Rage Against the Machine is coming back. I'm proud to say I helped break that news before anybody else had it. And Forbes confirmed what I put together. Uh, I'm going to just wear that like a badge because fuck it. Why not? There, awesome. there are very few wins in the journalism world, really, and I put it together, and then everybody else kind of copied and pasted my article with no credit. Awesome, thanks everybody. Um, but okay, fine, that's how it goes when you're a journalist. Sorry to be sour grapes, but they didn't need to have a partner. They're Rage Against the Machine. This is one of the most anticipated, you know, things that could possibly happen in all of music and uh, and they are a very div- you know as much as they are a huge band from 25 years ago they are also a divisive band especially yep. in this current political landscape so a lot of people yep. were adding me that I'm a communist on twitter and i muted and blocked them i love that fe- those features
1: yeah
0: i actually i actually am a socialist and i, I don't dislike communism but like that that doesn't pr- you know i'm american and i have the freedom of speech and i can by the way use whatever means I. I want to promote a new story, which is what I was doing, not not like coming down on a political angle. But anyway, Rage Against the Machine did not need to partner with anyone to make this announcement. They just, they actually even clandestinely put it out there. And then sort of Forbes went to somebody in their entourage, in their camp and confirmed it and they did. And that's how this became a story. But most of the time, if you want to premiere of a video, we are on New Music Friday when we're recording this. So there's a ton of new albums released. There's all kinds of Content, videos, everything. Uh, bands that are not releasing albums today also use Friday to launch album uh, cycles yeah. and to launch a new album, and so lots of bands doing that today. So this is a pretty crazy day. It's the least crazy of the last five weeks, but it's still a pretty crazy day when you factor it's in, really crazy, yeah. yeah, when you factor in the Rage Against the Machine story, it's pretty nuts. And and my Chemical Romance, like yesterday. And my Chemical Romance yesterday. There's a new. Mike Shinoda of Linkin Park solo video out from his solo record that was amazing so lots of stuff going on and so this is the question is is the premiere passe and so it, it
1: kind of it just sort of interrupt you but my own viewpoint is I think it depends upon the size of the band and what they do with it is the key thing so like for me if I'm going to like one way that I can actually get publicity for a new band is by offering a premiere for a site that normally wouldn't give them the time of day. So like, for example, let's say, um, ghost cult can only review so many albums in a week.
0: I think we said established. It was like 10 a week or something like that. I think it was a bit less, correct? Yeah, probably right. Right
1: now. Yeah. So, so you can only do 10, 10 album reviews a week and you're primarily going to pick the bigger ones because those are the ones that drive traffic and no one blames you for that. So like for me to get coverage of ghost cult, I'm pretty much going to have to pitch you a premiere. And I'm, otherwise, I'm probably not going to get covered unless it's New Music Friday with the little uh, blip. right? So, and it's the site pretty much the same with almost any site you go to. So there's limited reviews that can be done, and, like, the big boys get taken first. It's just the way it goes because they drive traffic. That's what people want to see. And nobody really wants to know about a new band that nobody's heard of because that's just the way it goes. So, like, so if I go... To, so if I want to get coverage for a band many times what I have to do is I have to pitch a premiere for them otherwise they're not going to get covered at that site so from my own viewpoint premiere is extremely valuable in that sense because that's going to get coverage at a site that I probably wasn't going to get covered at before do you know what I mean but then the problem becomes how does the site and how does the band utilize it you know what I mean like if they don't share it or they just link to their own YouTube or their own band camp or something then the site feels kind of upset. Reversely, if the site then doesn't share it on their social media, then the band feels upset. You know what I mean? So I think it might be more of a question of coordination and making sure everybody's on the same page because, I mean, like a lot of sites just will not share new band premieres. They just won't fucking do it. Why they won't do it, I'm not really sure, but many won't do it. There's even some sites that charge uh, for the band to be shared on our socials.
0: Horrible. But What's that? That's horrible. Well, it depends. Like I can understand it sort of because they're not
1: charging for the premiere, but you know, as if they got like a sizable Instagram or something, I ain't going to complain, you know what I mean? But because I, I can understand it. Cause it's like, that's kind of like a form of advertising. I'd rather pay for the social media share than the stream, you know, but at the same, you know what I'm saying, right? I do. I do. Yeah. And, and I know I, it, and you can look at it from both ways. I, I can, I can, I can both say the pluses and minuses of charging and not charging. But anyways, I mean, I think it's more like, you know, how do you utilize it? Because for me as a publicist with a new band, it's extremely valuable because I'm not going to get not necessarily going to get covered at that site. Good example is I just had Sale a band that was covered by Fenris with his Band of the Week uh, two years ago, I think it was, and we got them really big coverage, like Kerrang! and stuff when their album came out back in 2017 or 2016, I can't remember the exact exact year but, um, you know um, I got them on Metal Sucks the other day, but Metal Sucks was not, would not have probably just picked that video up as a news item unless I had gone to them and said hey, this is an exclusive premiere you know what I mean? They did not had touched the out, their last album, they didn't even know who Sale was, even though these other big, big sites did. And, you know, they, they I, I don't think I would have gotten that band coverage at Metal Sucks if I hadn't couched it as a premiere. So, do you know what I'm saying? It, it, it can be good for the publicist, depending on the type of band. But reversely, like a band like Bolzer, like if I was, like, they don't need a premiere. They're going to ask me to set up another premiere, but they, they don't need one. Like when we did the premiere metal injection last month, I mean, it was basically like you said, help kick things off, nothing more. You know, they posted it to their Facebook page, and they probably got more traffic than anybody because their fans are rabid fans. They were waiting for it, and they wanted it. You know what I mean? So, same thing with Lindsay Schoolcraft. Like, you know, when she we didn't need a premiere for her stuff. She just put it out put it out
0: on her social because she's got a big enough social media presence, and it spread like wildfire. You know, and, and, and it's almost uh, Lindsay's aesthetic to not have a premiere somewhere, to do it herself, put it out herself, keep it within the family, if you will, of her audience and not, not depend on a big a website presence.
1: The, on, the, only pre, the only stream we did was with Metal Injection and that was after they requested it of us uh, for her to do it. That was the only reason why we did an outside premiere. I don't think she had no plans on doing any premieres anywhere up until she was asked. And I said, look, it's metal injection. They want to cover you. Let's just do it. And she said, yeah, let's do it. Sounds like a great idea. And you know, we, we got it. We got some coverage that we might not have gotten because of that. Right. So it, so again, it all kind of depends. So is it dead? Yes. And you know, from the publicist's point of view, at least from my point of view, it, get, it can get me coverage that I wouldn't normally get. As a result of that coverage, like if I score score a premiere at something like, um, like for example, if I got something at Stereo Gum, which is highly unlikely, but let's say I did. If I got a premiere at Stereo Gum and then sent out a press release saying I got a stream at Stereo Gum, that adds scene cred points and will then get other other uh, other uh, journalists to pick it up for their news sites just as a default right there. And the other thing too is that because of the press release due to the premiere, what also happens is more journalists also see the band. They might be likely to check out the track. You'll get a coverage of the news item, plus that journalist that they like the track and they only have to just listen to a three, four minute track. What's gonna happen a lot of times is that they'll then go check out the full album and then do a review or ask for an interview. So that's what I like about premieres. It kind of like doubles up my my coverage and give me potentially more. Does that make sense?
0: It makes perfect sense.
1: Yeah. So that's my spiel on it. What, what What more would you like to say on it, Keith? Well,
0: I have probably a mixed take on this. First of all, yeah. I do a lot of premieres. I actually like doing them. I'm not. I'm not hurting for content. I have a, a big staff of writers. Unlike most sites, um, except major magazines, have a staff. But I have an actual large volunteer staff. I have reviews. And all kinds of stuff to run every week That's just my own house content I run the Dumb and Dumbest podcast daily I run Matt Matt Bacon's Blog once a week About the music industry I have no shortage of stuff I don't need to have premieres at Ghost Cult I like to have them Now in terms of the I don't really get offered the AAA bands I will get offered the A bands From labels like Nuclear Blast Metal Blade On occasion Indie Recordings in Europe Season of Mist has given me a few Pelagic records Um is a nice little label. Usually, I get the smaller labels offer me one. Hey, would you do a premiere for us? Then yeah. I get pitched by smaller PR and independent unsigned bands, and I, it's totally up to me if I want to help these. And and often it's not even. It's actually selfishly, it's genres I don't cover that much that I want to do premieres with, uh, yeah. unique, interesting albums that may not necessarily always get coverage at Ghost Cope. So you'll see like in indie rock, I did this premiere yesterday of this band that I could compare to Mr. Lewis and the Funeral Five uh, from Austin, Texas. And I would compare them to like Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds meets Tom Waits meets uh, Breakfast Diner in Twin Peaks. So like that's the vibe of that band, not a type of music you're often going to find at my site. And I really dug the band and I really dig the video. And I like the publicist. It's Baby Robot Media in Atlanta, small little publicity firm. They have indie rock bands and I like the genre and I just don't get to cover it a lot. So I was like, this is cool. Let's do this. And sometimes a band will pitch me independently and be like, oh, would you help us out with a video or help us with a a song premiere and I'll check the material out and I'll examine the band and see what they're all about and I'll make a decision if I can fit them in, I will. And so personally, I actually like doing the premieres. It, It makes me feel good that I'm helping the community of unsigned and underground, especially underground bands get out there a little more using my platform, I don't get much of a, honestly, you know, if I get some traffic for it, cool. There's never been like an unsigned underground band that's had like an explosive response and, you know, shut my site down with traffic, like, you know, some other, nothing has gone viral, but it's always been solid, generally solid. Now, I will say the downside is, first of all, at the AAA level, I think there's a, a sort of different relationship between the AAA level bands and labels and po- and journalists, and so I'm gonna say from the journalist point of view, the AAA bands and labels. If I write about Guns N' Roses, I don't expect that Guns N' Roses is going to share my story. But maybe if I no. t- if I tag Guns N' Roses, enough of their fans will see the story and sh- and they will share it, or they will comment, or they will give me some some kind of follow through to my website or something. But typically, that's
1: a really good point. Just 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 to interrupt you, Keith, that's an extremely good point because I have had people actually say that to be well. You know, we don't expect someone like Guns N' Roses to share, but you're you're right. Sorry to interrupt you, but I just wanted to say that that is a very good key point.
0: Cool. I want to say that so the AAA bands, they they maybe they even feel not obligated to share, and even the double A bands, yeah. so smaller level bands, you're not always going to get a share of a news story, or even an interview, or a show review, or an album review. Yeah. They just may not get to share it. There's so much yeah. of their own noise and their own content they're trying to put out on their own. They just may, may not get to honor you with that share, and you can't take it personally. This is the business. You're not in this business for uh, a pat on the head. We're in this business because you want to do this. You want to be okay. here. And there's no moral reward for this. You want to help these bands and help this music or you don't. Um, yeah. And again. The other, the, other, the other point too just on the bigger bands is that they also get so much
1: coverage. You can't share a phone. You just can't. It's just the volume is just too fucking high. But when you're a new band, you don't have that excuse.
0: The one caveat I'm going to throw out there is that if you're a publicist and you court me, not like a form email that sounds personal like a lot of publicists do and I do as a publicist sometimes, but an actual personal message to me, hey, I'm looking for an interview with my artist. Could you do it? And. Press me to do the interview. And then listen, interviews in particular are very time consuming. The, I do, I have, I am up to 60 episodes of my podcast. I probably have another 50 ready to go. I have about 15 video interviews that have yet to get finished editing and put up on my YouTube channel. It's an intensive, a lot of work to do these interviews. It's an investment of my time before, during, and after the show. The band does the interview, they have their 15 minutes and they go away. And then I, I I do the rest of the work and I share it. In that case, when a publicist or a label has chased me down and asked me to do the coverage, I kind of feel like, shouldn't you be sharing it a little bit? But okay, fine. Even even then, there's really no guarantee and no obligation. Now, that being said, the downfall of premieres, I don't think premieres are going to go away or die, but I think the problem is that bands and weak publicists are hurting premieres. And I'm going to tell you why. There's, there's, I like to. I don't like disappointment. Is <laughs> a personal key fee thing for you. We're going to share. We're all in the circle of trust, all the listeners of the Dumb and Dumbest podcast. I don't like disappointment. So I like to give whoever I'm working with in any situation as much information as possible so I don't get let down when I'm at the end of the day. So if I'm working with a publicist, here is what I require for a stream. I require a landscape photo. Uh, I require a quote from the band. I require, obviously, correct links that work. I require Buy links and social media links if you want them. I require a decently written bio so I understand it a little bit about the band. I'm also going to listen to the music. I'm going to write up. You know, a lot of people just cut and paste, a lot of journalists cut and paste press releases. I don't. I write a unique piece every post. Almost every post. Now certain things are always going to be cut and pasted. Tour dates, album producer's info and things like that, track list things, those are always going to be a cut and paste. But I will write an actual piece about every band that gets talked about on Ghost Cult. Any kind of content. So that's work, man. That's a lot of work. And so if publicists or bands can't do the bare minimum order of operations to follow through correctly... I'm going to get pissed and I'm going to be disappointed and annoyed. And so I'm going to feel like, was this worth it for me? Will I work with them again? And so you see things. And so I, at the small level bands, Matt, I'm going to always throw it back to Matt Bacon, who's down under right now. There's a terrible accent, terrible accent. Anyway, Matt is in Australia But Matt will always say that underground bands, small bands, baby bands, you have no excuse but to share. You're desperate for content. You need to share every opportunity. Anything someone makes for you is a huge boon to you, and you need to share it always. And so it's a little surprising. I have done some premieres where the artist doesn't even acknowledge, like not even a like, didn't even see it. And even the publicist will run away and hide after those posts has happened. And I'm left wondering, like, I did everything I said I was going to do. Where did they go? And I get, you know, it doesn't just get out to that part. Even that uh, until you share it to your own fans is the bare minimum thing you should do as a small, you know, DIY underground band. And so that's disappointing. I think sometimes what happens, I think there's a tacit agreement. You know, the word exclusive is also probably losing its power. Um. It's a very sexy word when you make a social media post. It's a very exciting thing to say, "I have the exclusive brand new Opeth video." But really, there's only four or five websites that are going to get that video, and mine is not one of them to be true. Though I've had an Opeth exclusive on this album cycle. I had a, a Michael I did. I had a, a not a exclusive video or stream, but I had a I had a special piece of content that was Michael talking about records. Yeah, it was back in the – actually in the summer before the record came out. It was cool. Super cool. Shout out Nuclear Blast and whatever Michael's sub-label is called in Swedish that I can't pronounce. Moto Balaget or something. I can't say that shit. Um, so I think some of the problem though on the downside is that you have bands – hey, we have an agreement. I, pr- I will ask like, hey, please, for the first few hours or the first eight hours or the first day, if I'm hosting your, let's say, SoundCloud – on Ghost Cult, anybody that listens to the SoundCloud link or watches a YouTube video or Bandcamp, you still get the credit for the watch. You get the credit for the play and the spin. Spotify too. If... I post the thing to my site. The mutual part of it is that the traffic will come to my site first. That helps me. And then you get the benefit of surely I have more traffic than most small bands at least. Um, And even some AAA bands, I have more traffic than them on my website on a daily basis. And so – if you do a disservice by going ahead, okay, the premiere is live and then you turn around and upload it to your Facebook or you put it the whole thing on Instagram live or you share – you go around the web and share the Bandcamp or SoundCloud link everywhere else but not the link to my website that has the post with your premiere, you're hurting both of us. And also okay. making me think you don't know what you're doing and also making me question your publicist. And I will – as you know, you've seen me do it. Go to the publicist He's and say – given me shit for – Well, me. I mean look, there's – there's levels of shit and I'm going to say there are other things, you know, as, as uh, my team that supports me is trying to keep me humble and make me make sure I stay humble and keep in check. You know, every, like I said, we've said many times what you think is the most important thing in the world is not the most important thing in life. And so what I prefer versus what is acceptable are two different things sometimes. So what I prefer versus what is a best practice. And we're talking about a best practice is if I agree to a premiere for you, especially an exclusive premiere that you sought me out to do, I expect the band to minimally share my link above their own because their own link is still in my post and they're still going to get the credit for it. There is no value. It only hurts me and kind of hurts them actually because they're going to get less views by not sending their people to me. But that's my opinion. I could be wrong. If somebody's got a better opinion about that, tweet us uh, when we post this uh, podcast. But I I think that's a best practice is you want to be mutually beneficial to everybody in everything you do and not be selfish. And short-sighted, and maybe people don't understand that they're doing it. But this is how, this is how all these things work, Uh, especially with a a WordPress, a Squarespace, a Wix site, Joomla, these bare bones, you know, content management systems and website frameworks. That's how it all works. We're all in the hunt for impressions. I'm trying to get more views. Everybody else is trying to get more attention and likes and clicks. And that's why, for certain artists like Lindsay. She doesn't really need metal injection, but metal injection yeah. wanted to feature her, which I think is very nice and a and a really interesting sign of respect in a way. She yeah. w- she was really focused on not doing any of that stuff, yeah. and I think it was for her video, right?
1: No, this was for the full premiere. Actually, we
0: okay, didn't do anything
1: right up until the full full thing. She was releasing them all on her own. Right. Okay. We very well on them, and then uh, it was like metal injection wants to. Okay, let's do it.
0: Right. Okay. So that's that's my two cents or ten cents about the topic. I think that the the premiere is not dead. I'm gonna keep doing them. I'm gonna keep you know hoping that everybody is honorable and sensible. And if you have a question, always you know feel free to ask me. But this is you know this is what I would like to have. This kind of relationship where we help each other mutually. And I think sometimes it goes off the rails, and it's it's kind of a pain in the ass if I spent time to do this and you don't uh, uh, uphold your part of the obligation or bargain it's it's disappointing for the other party and when that publicist comes back to me hey can you help me out with this premiere I don't want to say me but someone else might be less likely to say yes the next time
1: one thing I do want to point out just super quick I know you want to probably wrap up this this one but I think one of, the, one of the problems is that I think a lot of bands aren't necessarily um, there's no malice intended it's more like they just don't know and I know me as a publicist, one of my feelings is sometimes I just kind of assume, you know, that they have common sense, but it's kind of like, it's more like an education step. You know what I mean? It's not like, you know, the, they're intending to screw anyone over or they, or I think it's like, they don't know. And then a lot of times like the publicist like me, I'll be kind of like, yeah, of course they're going to fucking do that. You know, like it's common sense. And then later you realize, well, you know, common sense isn't that common, like the saying goes, right? Indeed. There's my two cents.
0: Indeed. As we are into November, Curtis, what do you have to plug and promote?
1: We, well, meaning me and Matt, are going to be having another challenge starting on the 15th. We have not coordinated what the content is going to be yet, uh, but we do know it's going to be for 30 days. Um, I'm not sure on what. It's probably going to be on some form of social media because we're currently doing the Facebook challenge. Um, So if you would like to join starts going to be starting on November 50th, I believe is the exact date, don't quote me on that. It's going to be $50, like all the rest of our challenges, and if you've gotten any value in our past challenges, just join us. I mean, it's going to be 50 bucks at like, what is that, A dollar fifty a day or something silly like that. Well worth it. Um, I do know that uh, we have gotten many successes from people who have done our past challenges. It appears to me like people are doing well on the current Facebook challenge. So if you, you know, if you feel like you could get better on some aspect of your social media or marketing, just join the challenge You will find out what it is later. And I promise you, you will get good value out of it no matter what it is. So just DM me or Matt for more details on how to pay. That's what I got.
0: Awesome. I am going to promote one quick thing, which is check out Ghost Cult Magazine on YouTube where you can see awesome content like my recent interview with Matt Bacon's buddy, Max Cavallera, which got picked up and shared to Blabbermouth.net. Shout out to Blabbermouth for sharing our interview with Max, my personal interview with Max. He's one of my favorite people to talk to. And both Max – we are going to tag Max in this and uh, – they they are big fans of Matt Bacon at the Cavalera household in Arizona. This has been the Dumb and Dumbest Podcast. We thank you for listening. Are we done yet?